0: What's good, family? It's your boy, Trader Rules from Real Ass Conversations, and I get a question all the time. How do I make a podcast? And what I make my podcast on is Anchor.fm. Anchor is a free app that allows you to make your podcast anywhere from your phone or your computer. You can make money off of this, so please add to your podcast either in the beginning or in the middle. That's free game right there. You have everything in one place, so please download the Anchor-free app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Please. Let's make this money together, y'all. Love.
1: So I want to do something. Else.
0: What about that, uh, Chris uh, Mugger? That's the kid. The only
1: person. The only person I've seen competition with, back then. What happened to him? Uh, I haven't spoken to him in a little while, but supposedly he's still good rap and doing his thing. I, he should have made it big, in my opinion. Like, he was impressive. The things that he was coming up with at that age was just, like, crazy. Like, we're 17, 18 at that time. He reminded
0: me of those, uh, those old uh, Joey Jahad freestyles back in the day. He had mm-hmm. a kind of, like, temperament to it. No,
1: his wordplay was just crazy. Like, at that age, I'm like, how did you come up with that, bro? Like. It's no way that you just came up with that and we in math class. Like, how are you thinking about stuff that's going on on the back blocks in Philadelphia and we over here in math class struggling <laughs> with algebra? Like, I understand it. But he was before his time. Like, way before his time. There
0: was, like, certain people that care rap where I was just like, you know, you have a talent. Like, to yeah. be honest with you, I thought uh, Nick was a, a great rapper. I don't
1: know. Have you ever heard Nick rap? Mm-mm. I didn't even know Nick rap. Yeah, he
0: well, he has music up, but there've been so many times where we had like freestyle sessions and shit like oh, that. Oh yeah, in the I remember those. I
1: remember those. Yeah.
0: Like he was actually like good. Like when he was in college, he was really like going to studios, practicing his craft. Yeah, and he was really like good. But my issue with Nicholas was. Mm-hmm. Is that it always sound better in the car than it did on the, st- in the, st- in the-, in the- through happens. the headphones? That happens, and it almost like to me, I felt I felt like I, I can feel his emotion while I was next to him, but mm-hmm. when he would drop his music, like it would still be good, yeah, but it wouldn't be as good as I heard it when I was like actually with him. So mm-hmm. I don't know how that whole thing like like rocks out.
1: Uh, it's about tying it all together, honestly. Uh, that's what it's about. It's about tying it together because if you don't be able to, it's like now. Like how they say they'd rather hear some people at live shows than on the songs. That's kind of what it is, you know, uh, when it's going to record in the studio and then being in the cypher. Like in cypher, you get the adrenaline going because people getting hype off whatever it is you're saying, just rapping out, freestyling. In the studio, it's usually just you and the producer. So you really got to do what you got to do to try to hype yourself up, you know? So that's how it goes for like, you're not feeling it there. Like, but me, I'm just naturally a hype person. So... I'm going to bring the same energy there as I would in the booth. Like, no matter what it is, I'm just going to give 100% and make sure I put my best foot forward, whatever it is I do that.
0: You see, to me, like, you say you always wanted to kind of be in media, and yep. I was the same way. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I honestly didn't want to be the person in front of the camera. I really wanted to be the person behind it. Kind of mm. like a Parks. I um. wanted, I wanted to be, like, the producer. The, the, the producer and the person that chimed in with a funny thing every here and there. Yeah. Because growing up, I felt like so many of you guys were like so funny and talented, and I was mm-hmm. just like, if I could just get everybody on the same page, like we could probably take it to a whole next level. Kind of like you ever hear R- RDC World?
1: mm mm Explain.
0: They're like a they're like an anime group out here in like Texas, but like literally like imagine like Salik and them
1: right all okay.
0: come together making videos talking about anime. Yeah. They blew up in, like, four years because that was, like, a a niche or, like, a spectrum that wasn't being hit. Right. And they literally just all honed in. All friends got together and just started putting out massive content. That's Like, one person was good at drawing. Mm -hmm. One person was funny. One person was good with music production. And they all just kind of got together. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. Like, I I felt like I always had people that had talents and different things. And I felt like if we really brought it together, how big it would be, like. I can only imagine if we, if I had podcast, if I even thought about podcasting in 2011, like how big would this show be, or where would I be at?
1: Wasn't you in tech back then?
0: I was in computers, but like honestly, I always felt like I just been going with emotions mm. when it comes to education and things like that. I I feel like I never really knew my purpose, and I feel like mm-hmm. with with media, I always knew I wanted to do something with with media, but I felt like. When it came to incorporating people, it's just hard to, to capture that same passion out of uh, out of uh, out of other people.
1: If you could tell your younger self something right now, what would you say?
0: Just what? do it, man. Like, mm. like, don't don't depend or don't rely on your friends. That's why I made this podcast where it's singular because mm. I noticed a lot of times when you have a team, not even just Joe Button. Like I have like a lot of like friends who had done podcasts, right. and they're not friends no more. Mm. And it's almost kind of like when you get to the point where you're adding business oh. into your friendships mm-hmm. and you feel like somebody's not pulling the same weight that you are, mm. you start feeling real boy, jaded. you so, talking.
1: So, you are talking, boy. So, so that's just
0: where it takes you. And, like, for <laughs> yeah. me, I made it to the point where it's like I want to have guests on where it's like, shit, if it is a bad episode, I'm not going to see you next week. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're going to. Just keep it moving. Right, and it took me until about like twenty six to finally realize, like, hey, Trayvon, like, you have a certain gift yourself. You have a certain talent yourself when it comes to bringing the best out of people. That's why I feel like my my hidden talent is. I feel like whoever I'm with, mm-hmm. I know how to bring the best out of them. I know how to I know I know how to make people feel good about themselves. She's like a
1: player coach,
0: I wouldn't even say that. I just feel like I'm a good person, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's not a lot of good people out there. That's true, and. It's, it's different when I felt like when I was younger, I felt like I was kind of like a pushover. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I was so nice that people thought I was a pushover mm. and that people were taking advantage of me. Then I got to the point where I started getting like real hardened and be like, you know what, like life, like I'm not going to give myself out to people like I used to. Right. And that kind of hurt me in a way because honestly, I work my, my best around people, whether they're good or bad. And if, and if there's some people who are, there, there, so there, there's some people who aren't aren't there for me, or mm-hmm. they don't show love the same way I do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not to take it personal, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I realize that I
1: struggle with that. It, I struggle with that a lot. And now, I, that's me being honest. I struggle with that. Not to cut you off, but I, I, it get kind of, especially being that I moved. Like I've been out of New Jersey since 2012, consistently you know what i'm saying I've been in georgia new mexico california and now i'm about to be here and i love what everybody doing back home but i just feel like i told you before it just feels like just being from new jersey it's like a crab barrel you know what i'm saying and it's like we all fighting against one another because we don't want all of us to get to the top it's like we're too competitive i've been like when i'm in like places like when i went to school in the south and even out in california to an extent like people don't mind helping you and putting on so you can move forward also i feel like new jersey we are just with this crab in the bucket mentality where it's like really difficult for us to see somebody else succeed if it's not us like your time will come But it doesn't have to always be your time. And that's why I feel like we mess up a lot. That's why I feel like New Jersey, to me, is the most slept on state with the most talent. Because we don't want to help one another showcase it. Like, it's always want to be a one-man show where we're from instead of building a major team. Like, I tried my best to, like, even with Cactus Fit and stuff like that, I've been trying to build a team of people from New Jersey first. To push it there so we could travel to these other gyms to pretty much put on for New Jersey. Because I met a a group of people that I really follow heavy. And they call GBT. They're actually based out of Texas. They're down in Houston. And I met them all at uh, the LA Fit Expo. And they walk together as a unit. They record as a unit. Every time each of them posts, everybody is commenting and sharing it and doing it consistently. They're on live with each other every day. And they're helping each other's platforms build to showcase the bigger picture, which is GBT. We don't do that in New Jersey. Like, if it's the funniest thing to me. Like TikTok. I'm I post on TikTok also. TikTok is kind of messy because it'll show you who viewed your video, but they don't like it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you seen it, you know, you say you rock with me and do that, but you just breeze past it. And it shows that you watched it. So, how do you All right, let's hold right,
0: hold right there. You, get, you getting good. Okay, so we recording. What's good? It's your boy, Trader Rich from Real Last Conversations, episode number 49. I had me a real special guest with me. This man is a motivator, a fitness guru, a musician, and way much, much more. And he also was the owner of Cactus Fit. He came through Check it out, with the apparel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you need anything, hit him up. I'm going to pass over my boy Jane so he can introduce us up in his business.
1: All right, I have to go? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know what it is. We in the building live on Real Ass Conversation. It's your boy, Big 30, 30, 30, Big Jersey, whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to say it, I'm going listen. But we back in the building right now. This is my second time on the podcast. I'm here in live in studio, you know what I'm saying, at the pad. It's going down, you know what I'm saying? Tap in, share the podcast, follow my boy. It's up. We about to get it right. Yeah. No. We was just having a, a
0: crazy conversation. It goes into one of my my topics for today. Mm. And it's pretty much just growing your business and content creating. Mm. And as you were saying earlier about where we're from, that we're real competitive. Yep. But it's a crab in a bucket mentality mm-hmm. where you really don't want to see somebody excel. Mm-hmm. And you went to other places. And and, and it's crazy because I had the same experience. Mm-hmm. Like I went to school in Missouri. And I went, and it, it surprises me that I get more support from my St. Louis homies mm-hmm. than some people from New Jersey. Yeah, not not slaying the people that do support me, but it's crazy when you do see the views mm-hmm. and the likes and the comments don't match up to it. Right. So when it comes to content creating, mm-hmm. I just want everybody to know: don't rely on your family and friends. Like That's you, ha- you have to network outside. Key. You have to get a an a audience that you do not know because that's how you will grow. Because yep. to go on what you were saying with the whole group, the fitness group that moved and walked together, mm-hmm. when I started this podcast, any idea I have, I have it for a group of people. And mm-hmm. I want people to, to be involved. Mm-hmm. But when you tell people and you have that passion and like you, like I told you earlier, when they don't reflect it back to you, you just be like, you know what, if you're not going to put your all into it or if you don't really care i know i care mm-hmm. and i put my time into it like as you see right now like where mm-hmm. i'm at with this podcast i grew so much mm-hmm. and i just had so many times where i would just like you know is this really worth it right but then i would have you know a person reach out to be like you know i need an episode like you mm-hmm. you, you touched a spot that you touch a topic that, that most people don't talk about and that motivates me to keep going further and further. Mm-hmm. And with the whole network thing, I had a situation with my job with my last job, it was uh they went bankrupt. So I had to go to a new job. Mm-hmm. My new job I'm at right now, I'm not gonna say it's is what I love to do, mm-hmm. but it allows me to kind of meet new people. Mm-hmm. And at my job now, I be talking to like all these old heads, they be putting me on game. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy the information that they gave you for free that most people as you know. You will make you pay play. for it. I mean, you go through hoops.
1: Yeah,
0: and like you said, with like the t- I I don't, I don't have a TikTok, but like I c- I can I understand what the views when you have two hundred views or five hundred views on a video, but only thirteen likes.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: That can that can that can lower your morale sometimes. It can make you quit. It can make you quit. Mm-hmm. But what I realized in this whole content game, yeah, everybody that I look up to didn't make it until their late 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey didn't make it to his thirties. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart didn't make it to his like his his late 20s, 30s. Mm-hmm. Like everybody that's, you know, real big, it took them time. Mm-hmm. And you do have to fail and you do have to realize who's in your corner.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause I what I realized with family and your friends, they want to see you do it before they support you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like once you get to the point where it's like, all right, I'm there. The numbers are there. The popularity is there. Nah, then, they're, is- and your, then they're in your, then in the corner. It's almost like you have to prove it to them. That's a fact. So if you are in this content game, I would say don't take it personal. You know what I'm saying? If you really love it, keep doing it. Hmm. Because there's so many people that do quit. And they don't know like how close that diamond is, like that picture where it's like you know you keep digging for that for that gold mine, mm-hmm. and then you quit and you're like one inch away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to ever be that person. And like you said, like you need a team.
1: Oh yeah, you can't make it without one.
0: And I'm a one man band with far. this whole thing. Can't
1: yeah, make so, it far without
0: one. I'm a one man band with all of this. And I tell so many of my friends who tell me like, hey. Why it take you so long? I'm like, cause you know I'm a I'm the the producer. Mm. I'm the I'm the I'm the cameraman. What you talking? I'm the host. Mm. I'm the person that's you know paying for everything for setting mm. up for everything. Like to me, like you don't know what it really takes. And it a lot of easy. people just see these videos and they just be like, you know, oh he's posting it. Like yeah. it's just a camera. But on, honestly, and also and if you're a person who really care about it, you don't know the mental games that go into it.
1: Oh yeah. Cuz uh, like with you cuz with your whole fitness right? thing, with yeah. your whole with
0: your whole with your whole apparel. Yeah. That is I can tell you to time in that. Yes. I can tell you ain't just you know get a pressure like get mm-hmm. like random like like hoodies and stuff from like this uh from this warehouse mm-hmm. and it do it. I, I can tell you you thought about the color schemes. Yes. You thought about everything and that takes a different level of consciousness, you know, mm-hmm. cuz you believe in yourself and I know you have your, you have LaMonte. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to LaMonte, Trappier, you know. I'm Almighty. Trap, follow my man. <laughs> Almighty, you know. He's a baby cat. Yeah. Baby cat. He big cat. All right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, like, but you need, like, one person. And, like, for me, I also got to the point where it's, like, I got so jaded, I don't want to ask
1: for help. That was me. That was even. We really. <laughs> that's funny you say that, right? Because. We really just got to a point where I, like, allowed him to help because I started Cactus Fit before he got into it. So, I was already going and stuff like that. Yeah, before Monte got into it. You know what I'm saying? So, we had a couple up and down, but me and Monte been cool, like, brothers for, like, 15 years. So, me, I'm a type of person, like, when I go, I just go. Like, my head is down and I'm just going forward and trying to press forward to make it happen. So. I would be kind of jaded. Like you said, I didn't want to let anybody in because I've took cactus Fit so precious. And that's really like my baby, you know what I'm saying? And it was hard to me, for me to let him in. It, It was, but once I was able to, then like the last job we did, you know, this is the fourth job and this is the one that he came in on. And it was like, we was able to reach more people, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. So, it's really like when you start, it's, it's hard when you start it and then you bring people on as for, as to coming in with the team already. Like I started it solo. So being open to get a team was like kind of unlearning certain tactics and things that I was already doing before a team came. So it was, it was tough. It was really tough.
0: Yes, yeah, like you said, it's about unlearning. And mm-hmm. I'm about to be 30. It's till 2023. Mm-hmm. That is my goal for this year is to network and pretty much, if I can, outsource any work mm-hmm. to do it. Because some of my, my favorite content creators, they said they they could get more content out once they got rid of the editing and, mm. and you know all the other stuff. Because it's like when you focus on 10 things at one time. Right. it it can flusher you. But when you can just focus on just giving out good content, like I want to give out to you guys, Mm -hmm. then it's easier when you have somebody that can help you out. Mm. And I have people that be telling it to me, but sometimes they don't always come through. And I'm saying that, you know, we all busy. Mm -hmm. But I'm the type of person is is like, I need people that are serious. So if you are watching this, if you you ever want to get into podcasting, Mm -hmm. if you ever want to learn how to do all of this stuff, I can teach to you for free. I'm not the type of person that's going to just charge you. You that's know what mean. I'm saying? Like, i I need I need you like you need me. Facts. So if you're in a DFW area, mm-hmm. let's network. If you're into fitness, if you're into any of the apparel stuff, my boy James here, mm-hmm. let's network. Like, we are – I don't want to be that person who just stay in my box no more. Oh,
1: no, sir. No, sir. That's my thing now. Like, that's what I told uh, Monte this year, Cactus Fit. We did the content. We showed them that we could work out. It's time to outsource now. Travel to different places, meet different people. Because as much as, like, I bleed New Jersey. Like, I love New Jersey more than anything. But it's comes to, it's kind of hurtful once you really realize it. But that's not where it's going to take off from. As quiet as kept. Like, it's like. You have to go out and see these different avenues because the world is bigger than the state of New Jersey that we're from. you know, like that's what I learned like it's different type of people, it's different way people act. It's the way different people interact in different states and stuff like that. And if you just stick to being in New Jersey, you'll be pretty much in one box and you'll be trapped there. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, it's going to be even harder for you to get out. So, what I would say for content creators is first and foremost, don't be afraid to grow. You know what I'm saying? Because when you grow, that's when you glow. So, make sure you grow outside of where you're used to. You know what I'm saying? Like, make yourself uncomfortable being, make yourself comfortable being uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go into these different states and like I always all the states I went to, I went by myself, moving to New Mexico, moving to Georgia, moving to California. I got on those planes by myself and learned the game. If I didn't go to some places, I wouldn't have even met a person who told me the way that merch should go out in a different type of fabrics and how you do different printings and stuff like that. And it's stuff I wasn't even up on game about until I was able to travel out. And another thing I will tell you for content creators, the number one thing, because a lot of markets is oversaturated. You have to find what separates you from others. So if you sit there, this is Watts. If you wanna sit there and really do something special, you have to do what makes you unique and really just continue to build on that because if you sit there and just copy somebody else's formula, you ain't going to do nothing but get buried under all the content that they already pushed out. You know what I'm saying? So that's really the key thing right there.
0: I will say this. Uh, cause I do think there's different kind of content out there mm-hmm. for podcasting. Mm-hmm. I had I somebody reach out to me for a podcast, and I would just say, just record. You know, like mm-hmm. use your cell phone. There are so many different options that you can get mm-hmm. content out there, like, you can use Anchor as a free yeah. platform to distribute your podcast. Mm-hmm. If you ever need like a microphone, your iPhone is a great microphone itself. Or there's options where it's like you know twenty dollar like like a uh, external microphones as well that mm-hmm. you use. But just start getting content out there. Like get a ring light. Start small. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next step I will say is if you're uh if you're a Mac user. Use GarageBand. It's a free app. I'm mm-hmm. I'm starting off right now. I actually like it more than the one I'm paying for Audition, which is a mm-hmm. which is a Windows app. Mm-hmm. And this microphone right here is sixty bucks. Probably the better microphone than most two hundred dollar two microphones out there. So it's so many ways to just to just start it off. But like when when it comes to the the, the first few weeks or the first few months, just get your content out there. Don't worry about it being bad or being messed up. Like we all make mistakes. And what I learned is I love seeing a growth like f- example Joe button from Me when, Joe <laughs> Budden. from from when he first start, started to now to see where his setup is it's amazing and that's what I wanted to be like I went from the I went from the orange table now now I'm at you know the corner that's my boy you know I wanted I want y'all to see the growth because I feel like people like it when it's genuine mm-hmm when you just come out and everything all polished and perfect, it's like, where can you go?
1: Exactly. That's why I respect Nori. Nori said in one of his interviews, he don't want to interview Jay-Z. Because he felt like, if I interview Jay-Z, it's nowhere else I can go from there. Because I already interviewed the best. So... I appreciate. I'm I, interviewing
0: Jay Z. What are you talking about? <laughs> nah, I get it. Like
1: you got to keep building up in the ranks until you get to that level. Like I, I, I think that's a dope way to go about it. No, and,
0: that, and that's true. Mm-hmm. And I just want to keep constantly getting better. Yep. Whether it's from my audio, whether it's from my visuals, like I'm telling you right now. It's gonna be a motherfucking problem. I mean, oh, curse can like curse that. Oh, I know cool. you can curse here, oh, okay? But I know YouTube be tripping. But you guess you can oh, curse. Yeah. This is this open platform. Huh. But like, I know it's gonna be a hassle editing all of this tonight mm. over this weekend. You know. Yeah. But it gives me something to do, and I feel like when you get older, you need something you, that you're passionate about. Like, you can't go through life aimlessly thinking like, "Hey, what what to do?" Like, you have to have some type of some type of motive mm. and that will keep you, keep you going, keep you driving. And don't uh, be
1: afraid not to cut you off you content creators. And I'm not the best at what I do, but I'm, I'm have a great work ethic and I'm going to continue pressing forward. Don't be afraid to learn. That's the one thing. Don't go into it thinking like, I get it. I'm just going to record. Don't be afraid to learn. Like I used to edit everything in Instagram. And it takes so much longer. So now, and then it already shrinks your video to a certain size. So it makes it even worse. So what I would tell you, if you're an editing person, download an app. It's called CapCut. If you're editing video visuals or anything like that, it's CapCut. It makes it so much easier and it's free. And you can download your videos. You can do... Uh, Fade ins and stuff like that. Add your music to it, whatever you like, and you can share it to your TikTok, your Instagram, your Instagram story. And another thing to make your stuff look even more a little polished, you to get the basic pack, but you could can download Canva. Canva also is another app that can help you put out like business cards if you want to get those, flyers if you want to get those, even
0: reels like there you go. I'm about to say. I last week i went on a whole Canva YouTube tutorial. Mm-hmm. I learned so much, yes sir. And I'm about to drop a lot of stuff mm-hmm. using Canva. <laughs> I do it all the time. So if you see where anything I drop is either from Canva, mm-hmm. and what was the other thing you said? CapCut. I never used that, but it's I'm gonna break really that with that down right now because mm-hmm. I need I need some extra uh, yeah. avenues. Yeah. But that's hard. So uh, you know, I got you on here because you're a lover. You're a lover of podcasts like me. Yes, sir. And I know me and you have been buffing heads on one podcast, uh, the Joe Budden Podcast. The greatest. Is he the
1: greatest? Yes, he is. He's the goat.
0: All uh, right, we won't talk about that. So <laughs> he's the
1: goat.
0: <laughs> I I wasn't on Joe Budden podcast like a, a year ago. I actually like am a, a new listener to him. I probably started mm-hmm. to listening to him like around August of last year. Okay. And what I can say about Joe Budden is he is a necessary evil. Like he is <laughs> like I don't like him as a as a, as a person, mm-hmm. but his podcast is amazing. Right, and I took a lot of stuff from his podcast. And when I say he's a, a he a necessary evil, it's like he's going to be that devil's advocate yes. at the right time. Right, and I don't know whether he's doing it because he really feels that way or whether he needs the content, mm-hmm. but he knows how to trigger his friends. To get certain responses out of them, mm-hmm. and it reminds me a lot of the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? Like our personality, I wouldn't say, well, like I don't say we antagonize, but you know, mm-hmm. we, we 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 into that whole like a hot boy shit. You know what I mean? Like we want that smoke a lot of times. Right. And watching that show, I could see myself in each one. That well, the old cast members, like with Joe, I can be toxic like Joe. Mm-hmm. Ish, I can be inspirational, intelligent, like ish, and I can also be dismissive like ice. Mm. Like this like you know what I'm saying? So what about parks? That, I don't like parks. Really? I don't care for parks. I like what he does, but I don't I don't like how he be dicky and like he, oh he, he does that a lot. It's just like he I cares. like I've been watching it for a long time mm-hmm. and if it's not about his if it's not fighting for his wife he's like Joe Button all the time. Yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like no for his wife he go hard. You yes, know what, what I'm does. saying? But when it's like you know Joe Button versus the rest of the cast it could be the most wrongest statement. He's going to agree with them. And to me, I'm just like, yo, are you doing that because he's paying you or do you really feel that way? <clears throat> it just seemed kind of snakeish to me, honestly. So, I don't know. Parks gave me a weird, weird energy.
1: I had a beef with Parks when Rory and Maul got let go. Especially because I really rocked with Maul. I didn't care for Rory, but I rocked with Maul heavy. You know, but I just feel like Parks – Like, ran like because you heard the story. Parks ran and told Ian everything that was going on. I feel like Parks knew for a long time because at that time, Maul was saying that Parks was getting shorted and Rory and Maul was taking money out of their checks to pay him because Joe wasn't paying, you know. And I don't know, man. I just really feel like Parks, I agree with you. He does, he's a yes man when it comes to Joe. It's a yes man. I think maybe he's trying to save his job or whatnot because he's probably getting some good money because I think he probably gets paid the most out of everybody.
0: And I think I think quiet as the kept mm-hmm. whether you like Joe Butter or not he's going to be successful. Like his thing's going to going to, going to be real big. And he could be the GOAT at the end of the whole thing. Wait, we call him so
1: podfather. He's the podfather. He could do all that at the end.
0: <laughs> and mind you, like I said, he has that right because he's been doing this podcast thing for like 15 Long years. Time. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not trying to hate on, on him off of that. Mm-hmm. It's just, just to me when you say the whole podfather. I'm, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna say that part for later. Okay. So we're gonna stick on the, on the uh, on the Joe Bunner podcast. Let's get it. So recently they had two extra editions. Okay. All right, so they had Melissa Ford to be, I guess, the woman's point of view. I think they needed that. But, but should it be Melissa Ford?
1: No, but I think they did need a woman's uh, point of view because you can't talk about women, in my opinion, with no woman present. So I think but, that she, she was definitely needed.
0: All right, so I'm going to go on that point mm-hmm. because I feel like with every female podcast, they don't say, oh, I need to get a, a, a man on the podcast for a permanent mm-hmm. guest on the podcast to have a permanent male point of view.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They just have a guest on every now and then. True. It's almost like you, us men, we just can't have a podcast I where we I have a question.
1: Just... Would you consider getting a woman host?
0: No. Really? Because I, I, I was telling you earlier, I-, I, I would like to have regulars. Like, I would like to have a woman regular on.
1: I think I know it should be, but I ain't going. You know what I'm saying? I already told you what I think that should be. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I want yeah. I want a woman regular on, but when it comes to a permanent host, I was telling you earlier. Yeah, it's hard to bring somebody on when they might not have had the vision you have, or even want to might even want to do it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Sure. So you might have people in mind where you might be like, "All right, they'll be a good fit for it," but then when you ask them, you they'll be like, "I'm not interested." Right. So for me. I think it's good just to have people on every now and then because I'm not like like this is your second time I'm on. Yeah, there's certain people that I want to bring back because I know the vibes is good. Oh yeah. Now if I find like a a, a woman co host that I'm out there and she is just like amazing and she is on the same time I'm on, mm-hmm. like you know, ready to go to war for this podcast. I mean, I will think about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I would think about it, but this podcast isn't for a woman's point of view. It's for everybody's point of view. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's why, for me, I feel like there's certain male podcasts where it's just like, I like listening to it because it sounds like me and the boys. Mm -hmm. I listen to some female podcasts, like Poor Minds, Horrible Decisions, Mm -hmm. like different ones like that. And they don't have straight men on. Mm. I never heard anybody comments like, you need a male point of view. No, they let them girls get their shit off. But for some reason, us guys, we can't get our shit off.
1: (laughs) So- Women feel like guys in microphones is just a horrible idea. So <laughs> it's a whole
0: stigma, of like oh, if he if he has a if if he has a, if the man has a podcast, yeah, leave him alone. Yeah, I'm just like, come on. So if a, if a if a person likes to do audio, likes to get up, put out content, he can't.
1: I think they're necessarily talking about like messy podcasts.
0: But my thing is these women like I listen to all podcasts. I don't just listen I, to male podcasts. I listen to the podcasts of,
1: of 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 all genres. Yeah,
0: and when I tell you everybody talk they shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's so to it me, is. it's just like I just feel like for some for for some of these podcasts like Joe Budden, mm-hmm. his name is bigger than a lot of these women podcasters. So of right. course he's going to be. The first person on Front Street when things go down. He overshadows it. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it's just like, and he has a messy past. You know what I'm saying? Also, I feel like it depends on the person. It's like he's on loving hip hop, like, you know, womanizing women, different Mm -hmm. things like that. So that already brings a bad stigma. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like if you're a male podcaster just putting out content saying, oh, this is what women should do, then that is an issue. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But if you have a podcast where you're giving like the male point of view, one point of view, all Mm -hmm. that type of stuff, because I'm the type of person, I don't I don't believe in I don't believe in one way of thinking. Like I'm the type of person is I come in a conversation from all point of angles. And certain people, I play devil advocate on purpose. Hmm. Because I feel like there's one thing that we lost along our journeys of growing up. And I feel like that's come that is we don't use our minds. We don't think like that. Hmm. I noticed a lot when I ask people why, when they say something, they get offended because they don't know why. Mm. They don't know, or, or they don't know how to formulate how they feel. So they feel like you're attacking you. They feel like you're attacking them when really, I want to just understand where you're coming from. Right. So if I'm asking you questions or if I'm doing this after, I want you, I want to know whether you whether you really know what you're, you're feeling right now. Because mm. I'm the type of person is. I look at it from all angles and I can explain my viewpoints very strongly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Where did that came from? Jersey. There you go. Like, like I, I said <laughs> it before, like in New Jersey, this, and, and you know, I'm not trying to big up Jersey. You should. Jersey, no, I'm just saying, I have people all <laughs> over. My, my my thing, I don't want it to be like a Jersey strong podcast. But oh, like, like Joe. Like, yeah, so
1: for, like for me. It's not Jersey bias. Not
0: Jersey bias. Like right. for me. You had to have mm-hmm. a voice or an opinion to to survive in New Jersey. Like, you, there used to be times in locker rooms or in classrooms where people were literally saying personal stuff about you. That's the truth. And you had to find a way how to, one, defend yourself and defend your thoughts. Right. Because there are people out there who will make the narrative for you. Mm-hmm. And in New Jersey, we real quick and like you're not going to speak for it. This this what I meant. Facts. And I, and I don't know whether me playing sports as well, but every circle I was in whether it was like the the jocks, the geeks, the girls, whatever you call it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They all knew how to to say what they what they want and they stood on it. Right. It took me when I came out here to Texas and Missouri, mhm. Where people were telling me, "Oh, you you're coming off kind of rude. You're coming off kind of kind of mean." Mm. And I was just like, "No, I'm just, I'm just coming off passionate. Like this this how how I'm used to talking."
2: Mm.
1: How did that work with women?
0: It's still working, woman. Like like I, like right now, I'm not like talking to girls and yeah. doing things like that because I feel like Jersey or even my upbringing, I feel like it made me a real tit for tat person, mm. and it took me. To date a few girls, I think in like, I think last time I dated was like 2020. I was, okay. I was dating heavy then. It took me to realize to be like, yo, why am I, why am I like, I'm going to say sabotaging the relationships, but why am I just making, like, why am I going so hard right now? Why when this one girl made this one critique, I made this one critique back on her? Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it just was a disconnect and I, and I realized that I had to like look into myself to be like, you know, it's okay to be critique. told about yourself or critiqued or be critiqued mm-hmm. And you don't have to always say something back. You don't have to. And you, know, and you know what really taught me that? My sister Ashley. Really? Because I talked to her, and there'd be certain things that, you know, she go through in her life where I'd be like, yo, that's me. Mm. And I can see how on that side of the lens mm-hmm. where people might not like it. You know what I mean? So I had to, like, really catch myself. But what I, I will say is I know how to turn it on and off.
1: Oh, I'm bad at that. Like, like I just thing learned thing it. Like I can say. I I agree with you on that. Like I'm I've I'm a tit for tat person as well. Like I always had to have to say the last word or but you did this. And that's been like that way since I was young, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people that I've dated could probably tell you that, you know, but one thing I'm learning I mean, I'm not always there yet, you know, I'm still learning as life goes, but like you said, you don't always have to respond or have to feel as if what they're telling you is like out of malicious intent like it can definitely be there to help you and help you be a better person like you're dating that person so obviously they're looking at you with some type of futuristic moving forward when they're telling you like hey maybe you should correct this you don't have to be so up in arms and defensive but you could do this like you don't have to do that and i'm learning that that's not gonna get you anywhere but somewhere miserable by yourself. You and, know what I'm saying?
0: And to be honest, I want my woman to tell me about myself. Yes, sir. It's like, a, it's funny, I like, there's, there's paintings around here, but I have, I, I'm blessed with sisters. Like, I had an old picture, I'm gonna show you probably after this, okay. where they was like, that ugly as shit. Mm. It's small, like, what you got that you on your wall for? Mm. And like, you know, they were talking bad to me. And you know, part of me, I got a little defensive, Right. But after a while, I was just like, yo, I can do better than this. Mm-hmm. So I got some more pains around. Like, you see one right here. But I got more around 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 my apartment right now. Okay. But it's just like, you know, I could have easily been like, you know, tiff for tat. But I was just like, you know what? Let me take that criticism. Mm. And I, I put this stuff up. The room look way better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just like I'm I'm constantly learning. And I'm kind of getting to that that point in my life where it's like, I might get out there and start dating again because I kind of want some woman company. And I I feel like at this age is where you grow the most with somebody op- opposite sex of you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I was talking to somebody the other day. I feel like your best relationships is for somebody from the opposite sex. Hmm. Because they can give you a different type of realness. You know what I'm saying? Like hmm. I, I didn't I I I didn't had moments with my homeboys and my homegirls where I needed like advice. And you know, sometimes you know, you might have one homeboy that will like you know get deep with you, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times it's surface level. But a lot of times, a woman will let you actually know. (laughs) 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 A lot of times, a lot of times, a woman will actually let you know, like you know, uh, like like what you really need to work on. Like I know you have like homegirls you're really cool with.
1: I'm very, and this was another thing with me, and I'm very cool with women, and it's not like. I'm ever trying to, like, push up on them and like that. Like, I'd rather just hang out with the with the ladies because that's where you get most of your dope ideas and stuff from like that. Like, you know, I'm not trying to sit in the car and with the guys while they smoke and stuff like that. Like, that just was never my speed. Like, I like to go out places and be outside, not sitting in the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to do that. But my thing is just, like, it's really just a want to me to just hang around the ladies. Like, I'd rather look at a beautiful woman and enjoy their conversation than just sit there with the guys and be doing nothing.
0: I will say that, too. But also, girls get on my nerves, too. Like, Okay. Well, what gets on your nerves about
1: them? Because, like
0: you, I have a lot of-
1: The camera's on him?
0: Yeah. Like like, like you, I have a lot of homegirls. girls, Right. A lot of them are beautiful. A lot of times guys be like, you know, why don't you like be messing with them? And it's like, you know, sometimes I said sometimes you just need a woman influence in your life. And what I learned is, and if you friends with them, they got a lot of bad friends as well that they'll put you on. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, go hand in hand. But like when it comes to me, Mm -hmm. I feel like like you said, like with you. Girls are the wisest until it comes to themselves. It would be so many times where they talk to me about the guys they mess with. Oh, and, yeah, you know, I, I sit there. You I know what? You, you, you want to know why I got confident in the last two or three years? Uh-oh. Ladies. About about how I can get women and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Because while I hear what my homegirls go through, mm-hmm. I be like, you really let him do that? Mm-hmm. You really let him say that? Mm. You really let him act like that? And you still give him ass? VK. And you still
1: and you and you still there cooking for him. Are you dirty macing right
0: now? <laughs> I'm not dirty macing because I, I I ain't saying no names, but like no no fuck that. Because like when it comes to my home girls, I'm honest, and I'm the type His of
1: name is Traven Mabel, uh, real ass podcast.
0: Right <laughs> yo yo you 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 yo, you know you know uh, I'm I'm honest, yep. and I'm the type of person is I've got so many of my homeboys ass. From oh, you just girls. the
1: assist man, the ass assist man.
0: <laughs> I, I do it, but you know what? I'm 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 the honest friend. Like yeah, I, like I'll tell my homegirl, "Are you looking for a good time? Are you looking for a a, a relationship?
1: <laughs> you <sound like> you <laughs> know what I'm saying?"
0: And because I'll be like, "You mess with him, he just it's just for a good time. You with him a relationship? Like I'll be honest, from God into to girls, I, I don't just play one side. Right? Because like like I told you earlier, like I really want to go." I really want to be remembered as being a good person. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a manipulative or anything like that. And I had plenty of girls who like, you know, I just want to fuck. Yeah, I'm want I I'm going I'm to holler at him. Right. Go to my homeboy. Yo, go holler at her. You know, she you know she, she would. You know, she knows what time it is. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he actually is a, is a good dude. You should really take him seriously. Right. All right, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm going to do that. That's but you. it'd be a lot of times when it's like, when they're on their, like, on their own and have their own escapade where it just be like, Yo, like, you was get you you getting dogged right now, mm. <laughs> like low key, and it's like for me, it's like I'll be in an awkward position because, of course, they don't, they don't want to hear that. They right. don't want to hear that you know they're being like used mm. and cause, like cause, not on the ten, you know what's going on, right? But it's just like for me, it's just like I just wish certain people had a little bit more respect in themselves, yeah. Because it's like you know, it's it's one thing. It's one thing to be out there, you know, just fucking around and messing with what guys just know what it is. But don't lie to yourself. That's why I say like, this real-ass conversations. Like, if you're going to be real with anybody, be real with yourself. yourself. You know what I mean? Like, that's that, And, and that's, that, that. That, that, that's like, all I'm doing in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't call it dirty mecking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I want my my homegirl to know, like, take command of what you want. Like, if I'm blessed with daughters. Right. I'm not going to treat them different than my my sons. I'm letting them know, like, hey, if you in any situation with a man, right. make sure you express them what you want
2: mm-hmm. and
0: hold them to it.
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: there's so many times these girls get with these guys, don't hold them, don't hold them to it, yeah. and then wait like months later down to try to like you know instill principles into them. And it's right. like you can't do that to women. You have to get into them early.
1: Yeah,
0: I got a homeboy like my homeboy Savage. One last episode, he was saying that. He been with this girl for a year and she ain't never opened a door. He said he set that example. I was like, damn, like never. He was like, no. He said, I literally, literally legit oh, yeah. get mad. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, should same. touch the doorknob. Like he same. set that example I
1: run to the door. So you don't get it. First. I haven't held a door open
0: and since I was seventeen. Really? Wow. But you know what? Me talking to guys like you and Savage yeah. made me be like, damn. There's some dudes out Doors. there who was making that. Who's making that difference?
1: Doors like me. And this just comes like like I have I had a great dad, and then. It was times where I wasn't able, but doors. I don't don't touch the door. Don't even look at the door. Don't even get out the guard till I come over there to open it to let you out. Don't touch your wallet. I'm cool. Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit down until I pull your don't chair. Don't touch out. the wallet. Yeah. Don't touch your wallet. Don't do any. <laughs> don't don't touch your wallet. Like I'm going to pay. Don't uh. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about anything. If I'm courting you or taking you out or anything like that. Even when we're in a relationship, I like to do those type of things. So you can understand that it's only going to be a high level of things. Like, I don't mind. Like, see, like speaking, bringing up Joe Budden podcast, right? To cut the topic, how do you feel about the rent conversation? I'm with Parks. Because <laughs> <I'm
0: 'cause>, with- <laughs> this is this a thing that we're, we're losing now. I'm with him, too.
1: I'm with him on a, I don't. And mind. to give you a
0: little backstory about this whole thing, so the Joe Bunner podcast a week him. ago, pretty much they was having a conversation where the producer of the show mm-hmm. said that his wife cash gives asked him, Cash asked him a portion of
2: the rent, of the
0: rent. Mm-hmm. not half, not you know no, no just a portion because she wants to feel like she she's happened. a part of the team and that she's contributing mm-hmm. to the household. Yep. Joe Bunn and the rest of them was like, yo, you crazy. Like, she shouldn't be touching anything. Like, mm-hmm. like, what's going on with your relationship? And they got backlash on it because I feel like we're not.
1: Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, bro.
0: Because these people are are rich. You yep. know what I'm saying? When yep. you're at a certain level, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. But when you uh Um, Like a normal person Or a normal man or woman You need partnership You you need to cohabit You know be cohabitants with each other Mm -hmm. And I'm making this racial
2: Mm.
0: We're black And the biggest thing I will say is You always hear the narrative from black women That say you know they don't make as much money as As men do Mm -hmm. They don't make as much money As white men to do black men.
2: Mm-mm.
0: We're in a generation where black women are either the breadwinners or making just as much as their man. True. They're going to work. They got dreams and aspirations. Mm-hmm. I know women where you'll be like, I got you. You can stay at home. They'd be like, no, I have like my own dreams and aspirations. You know what I mean? So the mindset is different. It's not like how it was back in like the 60s where it's like, all right, the woman had to stay at home. Like, no. It's at a point now where – the man and the woman mm-hmm. have to take turns washing the kids. Have to take turns like paying the bill sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as it used to be and it's funny because make it person- more personal, my mom be on my sister telling her like, oh, you really let you know, your husband watch the kid by himself? Like, you should be watching the kid. And She was like, this nigga made this baby. What do you mean? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's different nowadays. It's not the- It's a new age. It's a new age. You like, know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. like, like, husbands are doing different things. Right. They're doing more of the- uh, I'm not even going to talk on women. Do, doing more of the house duties and upbringing of the kid. True. And the women are also helping out with the bills. It's like, it goes hand in hand. So what's the issue with that? And I'm a, I'm a firm believer is, do whatever works in your household. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it works for you to pay all the bills, do that. If y'all believe going 70-30, do that. 50-50, do that. I don't like comparing. You know what I'm saying? So for them to be that's like, a, oh, like, you wrong for yeah, doing that, it's just like, yo, you don't know what's going on with their household. Mm-hmm. Talk to them. And Parks told him, I'm happily married.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have no one issues at home. He said, I'm the only one in here that's married. <laughs> yeah. So except for Queen's Flip. Oh, yeah, Queens. But, <laughs> hold
0: on, hold on. Before we get too deep, oh, so Queen, how you feel about, feel about uh, Queens flipping on the show?
1: He's the greatest addition that ever happened to the Joe Biden podcast. So when I when he first joined it, I was kind of hot. You know what I'm saying? Really? Because I was just like, yo, he. I felt like he hit out the park first episode.
0: I felt like his personality was just too strong. Like it was to me. I liked the dynamic of the three because it was like Ice. Ice is like the dismissive, mm-hmm. chill one. Issues like the person that's like intellectual and we're getting your ass and mm-hmm. need be, and Joe's a toxic one. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like Queens Flip was like talking over all of them, like kind of like taking them out out of their element. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I ain't go, like I, I, I ain't go on there to have two wild, wild motherfuckers going crazy on the on the microphone. Mm-hmm. But he had a few a few dinner dates with Joe Budden and Melissa <laughs> Ford, and I feel like he learned. The pockets of where he need to get into, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I like I like him on it now, but when he first started, I wasn't that big of a fan of it.
1: He is perfect for it because he, I feel like he makes them uncomfortable. And he'd be almost a four ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, he keeps them uncomfortable, and they need that because everybody just be chill, mellow. You get the same thing every episode. He came in and threw like. A wrench and yo, freeze, yeah, freeze. I love that his name is Freeze. Now it's that much better. Like Freeze sounds way much better than Ice. I've never thought of that. Like, yeah, <laughs> my what's nigga the, Freeze. What's his name? Library, Li- <laughs> yo, library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, like yo, yo it's, he, it's perfect, and that's why I, that's why I give credit to Joe, because simply you have to have it up here to really know to how to match personalities that aren't the same but when you put them in the same room it makes sense that's why i say he's the goat because all these other podcasts stayed the same come in interview a rapper for an hour you get out of there kid in interview a rapper you drink you get high you get out of there
0: but when did you rather he's he's in jail right now
2: but i would rather have had sue serve
0: be the addition over Queen's flip though. Who?
1: Sue Surf. I love Free Surf. By the way, that's my twin, but um, we got the same birthday. But uh, Free Surf. Who that's are again. you, people? <laughs> free Surf. You know, free my man out that wave. You send that money to JP. But uh, yeah, uh, Surf would have been perfect because Surf just comes from left field with like his topics and thinking and stuff like that. Surf will be like, all right, how would you feel if this, this, this and It's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Surf, whenever he does get out, which I believe he will, I think he'll be back. But I feel like Queen's flip is the next best thing to surf. So that's why it makes sense. Me personally, it's nothing against her. And I love black women. I don't really care for Marissa Ford, me personally. She's just not my cup of tea. I think she just, my mom she- loves her. And she, she hates that I don't like her.
0: She doesn't get that deep in the topics. Like I feel like her answer be real generic. That's what I really honestly think. Mm-hmm. Like you know me, I'm a don't call me white girl kind of person. Like it, really, you told me you don't like her. I didn't, I didn't love, like her. I either. I love don't call me white girl because she remind me of a girl from New Jersey, a Philly. Like she reminds me of a person that I can I can pull up on and mm-hmm. we will riff off of kind of thing. Like that's a person mm-hmm. I would love to have
1: on the show because she cool as hell. I don't know why. See me, I haven't listened, and I love him to death as. People, but I haven't really listened. Uh, last episode I listened to was the Kevin Hart one, but I haven't listened to uh, Million Dollar worth a Game in a long time because mm-hmm. it just it just got repetitive. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's the same thing every week, and they still won't fix the audio. Like listening to it, it's horrible.
0: That's how that's what I feel about Drink Champs. I can't listen to Drink Champs really. It sounds horrible to my headphones. Just oh, everybody's wow. talking, screaming, and just oh, yeah, the, the audio not even that crisp. Mm-hmm. I'm just be like, I, I don't know. To me, it's just like it's a. I feel like I would like it more if I was in the room mm-hmm. more so That's than dude you through. You got to the, be
1: there live. Do you watch the video? Uh No, I really don't watch. Uh, I don't watch podcasts either. So
0: no, I, I watch podcast. But I don't watch them. And and, and to speak on you talking about Joe Budden being the the, the podcaster and the goat. Mm-hmm. Only reason I can disagree with that okay. is because. He might be the podcaster and then go of today black, black community or black media. you gonna go Joe Rogan? No. I just I recently got into this podcast called Bad Friends. You ever watch yeah. Mad TV? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I forgot his name. Oh my goodness. Remember the uh the Asian dude? Uh uh oh, hot dog. What's his name? Uh, um
2: mm, what is I'm, his name? About...
0: Give me one second, yo. I know. let me see if I can see Oh man. Give me one second. Yo, so it's pretty Bobby Lee. He's in Bobby Lee. Okay, so it's him and one of his comedian friends, mm-hmm. and pretty much it's called Bad Friends. they're pretty much just like it reminds me of high school. Just you, just I want to say being mean to your friends, but you ever just like you know go like go back and forth with your friend, and mm-hmm. somebody might be like, "Yo, y'all seem like y'all don't like each other, but y'all love each other." Type shit. That's mm-hmm. just how your relationship. Yeah, they hilarious. They've been out probably for two years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Their podcast in a week will make more than Joe Budden's podcast really? in a in a year when it comes to views. Mm. And it took me to like get out of my box and start like actually like looking at the numbers. Yeah. Like the ones that I might see for Joe Budden that might be like two mil, three mil, five mil, might be like, you know, two years old. For them, it might be three months. Mm. To me, it's just like the audience is different when it comes to media. Mm-hmm. It's hard for black people to reach out to the white community, Asian community, different things like that because we're the cool kids in a way. Yeah. It's like everybody kind of wants to be in our world, but they don't want to let us in their world. Mm-hmm. How I feel, and I feel like when it comes to like on the other way out, it's easy to get the black viewer. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we we're we're easy to spend our dollar, and we're easy to support. So it was like us; we're all we're already a given, and they already have their own people. where it's Asian and white, so it, it brings in more, more uh volume of yeah. of eyes. You know what I'm saying? I get it. And when you talk about the whole million dollar worth of game, mm-hmm. it is repetitive. That's why mm-hmm. Joe Budden is changing his format because he said he said I don't, don't want to be a music podcast. Yeah, I want more to myself. Mm-hmm. Like I changed this, this my, my thing from r- real ass conversation podcast to real ass conversation show. And there that's because know. I seen uh, Dame Dash was like, why are you calling your, your thing a show for? Mm-hmm. No, he said, why are you calling it a podcast for? He said, you put yourself in a box. So you, if you p- p- say it's a show, you can market it better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, it'd be small things like that. So, it's funny to me when we label somebody the best one. It's like, there's other people out there that are just hitting out the park at a crazier level.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but all right, so off of that p- topic to the next topic. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to get serious, or you want to? Man, let's 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 get serious. Cause we're already on a serious topic. So, mm-hmm. this past weekend, I saw two videos that kind of disgusted me with how people was reacting. I didn't see them. And I try not
1: to let my mind see those type of things.
0: It was a different one. I, I showed you one video already. So it's, mm-hmm. this this is the the black fathers one. Oh, so, okay. I just want to know, why do black fathers get such a bad rap for? Like, why does why does black fathers always have a bad connotation when you when you speak of it? And the reason I bring that up is because I know plenty of black fathers who are amazing. Right. They're for their kid, will die for their kid, all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's still this narrative where it's like, I guess, black men don't protect black women in a way. Mm-hmm. And the videos I've seen, I'm gonna try to like post it. But one video I saw was, it was this older gentleman, black male, probably like in his like in his sixties. He'd been adopting for ten years. He had twenty kids that he adopted, no issues at all. He got into the the whole adoption ring because one of his best friends was about to lose his kid. Mm-hmm. And he adopted the kid because he didn't want the, like the kid to be like put into the system. Mm-hmm. So he pretty much saved that kid and, and, and found a love for rearing up the youth. Mm-hmm. So he adopted this one girl and her four siblings. Mm-hmm. And it was like on his positivity page, where there's like, you know, like congratulations to I'm sorry, I forgot his name. But mm-hmm. congratulations to this gentleman. Like he uh, adopted this kid and her four siblings. Mm-hmm. So, of course, in the comments, you see some things that are like, oh, like, that's amazing. But then you just start seeing comments, and I'm sorry, like especially from Black women that were just like, "I don't want to be that person," but this picture made me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't know why a 50 year old man is pretty much adopting five kids. Like, why? What is he? What like what will he do to those kids? Mm -hmm. Something about this don't seem right. It was like it was like hundreds. Like I'm scrolling, yeah. And you know, there's some people that have defended the guy, saying like, "This dude has a clip, like a clean track record. Like, what are y'all talking about?" And People are still saying, like, you know, I understand that, but, you know, this still kind of give off bad vibes. Mm -hmm. And that go on to the other video I showed you earlier today about, you know, a dad pretty much spotting his daughter in the gym. Mm -hmm. He is a fitness coach, and he pretty much got his uh, daughter to love fitness as well, and they pretty much bond through that. Okay, Whole thing. Why are you wearing that in front of your father for? That's disgusting. Why is he behind you? Why? Why? Why you squat for it? Like I would never. I, like I would never do that in front of my father. Like this. This. This made me feel awkward. And the girl was just like, I don't know what's going on between you and like your family, but this is how me and my dad bonded. Like I was maxing out, and he was there supporting me. This is a proper technique. He is a. He is a licensed coach. Right. And people were saying, like, still, like, that disgusting. Like, I was just getting out of the coach. Like, I don't know what's going on with you and your family. It's almost like they're reflecting their feelings on this girl. We're just like, this girl is being nothing but nice to these people. And to me, it's just like, why can't a dad just be there supporting his daughter? When did this narrative start being that black men don't protect black women? I think it stands for social media. That was my answer. I think it's there for social media. But I know plenty of black men who will die and fight for their for their for their homegirls, brother, like sisters, mothers, all of that. Right. So if you could just get in a little bit more deeper detail of with it, like where do you think it stands from and and how can we get out of it?
1: All right. Um uh, Me personally, I feel like it may come from how they was raised. You know, um, people don't understand, especially having children. Things you may say to them can be stick to them one and be practices that they use or ideologies they believe are true as they get older. Like when we are young at, at a certain age, you know. We came from an era where, you know, a lot of people, especially, especially coming from like the urban neighborhoods and whatnot, where. Bad mouth in the father, the father wasn't in the household or stuff like that. So you're mainly at home with the mother majority of the time, you know, the father would come either get the kid on the weekend or something like that because of custody issues and whatnot. And a lot of those times things are probably said. In my opinion, you know, I'm not 100% right. You know, I could be wrong. But I feel like in my opinion, in some of those things, you know, the father's bashed and the kid sits there and hears it and not making an excuse or anything for the father or anything like that. But I feel like some in cert- certain situations, the father wasn't present. You know what I'm saying? And being that the father wasn't present, the child grows up to think that the father neglected them or saying like that. So that's why I feel like the stigma is bad because you taught me so much stuff as I've grown up. And now these people who are on social media now talking that stuff in the comments, maybe they didn't have a father or maybe we're in a copycat world right now. So maybe they just seen somebody else make a comment or whatnot and just copy what they said. But in all actuality i just really feel it's like the way we was raised the things we've seen as we were youth and heard that we're now coming into present day where we're just pretty much spilling out everything that we was taught and it's sad that you can't just go to the gym and but even though i wouldn't be spotting my daughter like that but you yeah, know, he said. He said it was kind of close, but yeah, he was kind of close. But you
0: all said she was maxing like three fifteen. It was three fifteen.
1: Uh, like that's not like I'm a personal trainer, so I can get it. Like three fifteen is heavy for me. You know what I'm saying? So the 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 girl wasn't a husky girl. She was a pretty slender type. I'm of I'm gonna post a video. Of, so type to see of girl. It too. So that's why not? Like I rather have my dad there, someone I know that's not gonna, you know, have any. Like, it's because the gym is a creepy place. I'm going to be honest with you. I and mean, a lot of you women may know that. You know, it's always like if you want to get a man to spot you, it's it's some, a lot of the times it comes with something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, can I get your number now? Or they're trying to purposely. Are they be doing try, that? They probably, yeah, it does. Like, they're purposely trying to graze up on you. I see some weird things at the gyms. You know what I'm saying? So why not have your dad do it who's a licensed coach who just wants nothing but the best for you, you know, or something like that. You know, I, I get it, though, how it looks on the outside looking in. But when we remove the video, like, wouldn't you want it to be your father if it wasn't somebody else? like Exactly. You know, One girl was like, like I that. would
0: take a, a, a stranger. So the girl was like, you so you would take a stranger who could do anything to you rather than somebody you trust and love.
1: Exactly. You know.
0: And a black woman said that, said that, talking about, you know, that she was crazy for saying that. So, you know, that what?
1: It's it's, you know? <laughs> from the real ass conversation show. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm saying
0: no, no, no Black women was, a, was defending the girl with lifting weights, too. So I'm like, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, all black women, but it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like this, sti- like social media is the a stigma that's so strong against. Why do you feel
1: as if, why do you feel like in today's world, why do you feel like it seems to me, but correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like black women are at, War with us in a sense. I personally feel like social media is a new crack. Damn,
0: it, it the crack took out black men in the eighties and nineties, and social media is taking out black men now, mm. and it's because
2: cancel culture,
0: cancel culture, and we're the only. We're the only culture that puts so much stock into social media. Like I have mm. a, a lot of white friends who don't be on that social media like that. No. Or if they do have a social media, they haven't posted it in like a year or two. They mm. might see things on there, but they talking like their shit in person or like behind like, like, you know, like behind the camera. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where we we put everything out there on Front Street. And I know something mm. about, about my people where it's just like I saw some of them today where it's like Whereas like images really shape us. Like yeah. what we consume, what we uh, see on a daily basis mm-hmm. really will mess with our, will really mess with our psyche. And then get with one of our, our other topics right. about police brutality, mm-hmm. there were I saw something where a doctor was saying, there are studies showing that black people are suffering PTSD by seeing so many images of them being abused on camera.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So imagine that same thing where you see nothing about number black women and black black men going at each other. Mm-hmm. You going to grow that disdain for each other. Like mm-hmm. I don't think it's just black women, black men be doing the same thing towards black women. Yeah, you know what dude. I'm yes, saying? Like like, yes, like it, it's, it's a two way street. Yeah. But it's like we're doing this all for content mm-hmm. and to get numbers and views. Yeah when it's just like, are you right
1: within? Like you know and what I mean? Everybody trying to go viral.
0: You know what I mean? For like for what? Like, I don't want to go, I, I don't want to hurt. Any with feelings out there just to get some some clicks.
1: Right. You
0: know what I'm saying? I want to be mindful of what I say and like, when things I do say, if you do have issues with it, let's talk about it. I don't, I don't want, I don't want, I'm not a person that's going to run away from like, you know, my thoughts and my ideas, but social media is a poison, man. And with people getting shit from the shade room, say mm-hmm. cheese and all these other platforms, all I see is, Blue face and Christian fighting each other, abusive all day, mm. people getting killed and shot. This rapper is dead. It's like to me, I have a social media page completely dedicated to positivity. Mm. I be on that most of the, month of the time. I have an Instagram page as like just for like positivity. Like I don't follow none of my friends on there. I literally pop, like follow positive pages, fitness pages. Quotes of the days, right. there were things like that because sometimes I have to unplug myself
2: yeah. from my easy.
0: from my uh platforms because even I don't click some things, things just be popping up out of nowhere. I don't right. know how these a- algorithms are working, working, but it's not pushing out the stuff I want to see.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's I don't think it's as bad as what what it is because you know what, these black women are still loving these black men, mm-hmm. these black men are still loving these black women mm-hmm. behind closed doors. You know how many women I, I know who we talking shit about dudes mm. but still be laid up with them at midnight?
1: That is Trayvon Mabel Real the last conversations. Yeah,
0: You know, I mean, I <laughs> I, I, I ain't want to get, but that's real though. Like, there's been plenty of be be. times I heard girls be like, you know what? I ain't messing with this dude no more. Like, he got me fucked up.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: I hit heard, heard her the next day like, yo, you good? Everything straight? Yeah, me and him just talked about to go get fix and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm just like, you know what? All right. Y'all really love each other. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> stop, stop, like stop being in your feelings and posting your, your thing automatically. Sit with it for a day or two and then see whether you still feel
1: the same way. Yeah. And that's
0: what I had to learn myself. Like, I had to learn to sit in my feelings.
1: Yeah, don't just run a social media because you are going to do nothing but get in trouble and have to reel back what you said.
0: People used to know my Facebook. I used to post anything that came to my mind. Like, I used oh, to. Oh, yeah. I used to be be that boy I used to be I used to be profitable in it, but like you right. know how many times now I will type something out and I'll delete it because I'd be like, you know what, this doesn't need to be out there. Hmm. I do that a lot now lately and, and that's how I know I'm getting older and I'm growing that I'm
1: being mindful of what I say.
0: Hmm. And so if we just, go
1: find some of those statuses, you might get canceled.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't even say get canceled, but like there's, there's there's certain ones where I'm just like, all right. I'm saying this. Right. I'm saying it just to say it. I don't really even, like, I- I'm saying this in the moment kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't like speaking on things when I just say it in the moment. Like, I was talking to this kid uh, last week yeah. where I was talking to him, and I kept, like, stopping while I was speaking. And he was just like, man, just us keep it real. And I was like, it's not like to be keeping it real. I want to be mindful of the words I say because- I don't want you to misconstrue anything I'm saying right now. So if I mm-hmm. do take pauses, or even when I'm doing this podcast, I take pauses because I want to be mindful of what I say. There's been so many times before where I would just blurt out shit. Right. That's what Kanye West does. No offense, but that's what Kanye West does. He just blurt out shit. And a lot of times he might have a deeper meaning, but he don't explain it. And mm-hmm. I want to at least be to a point where you can at least understand it and I can explain it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, so I'm more mindful of that. And it took me time. Like I said, I, I wasn't perfect. And before I used to call myself my mom used to call me the pot stirrer. You know what I'm saying? I like I like I love stirring the pot. Mm. I still love stirring the pot. But I learned that, you know, there are time and place for all of that. Right. Uh I get you. All right. So uh the go the bounce off of that still on serious topics right now. Uh to get to get more on a serious note. Uh last Friday, film came out. Of another police attack. Guess, uh, yeah. The situation actually happened on Saturday, January 7th. It's crazy that it that took two months, two weeks to get out. Mm. But the situation was a guy named Tyree Nichols. I think he's like a, a guy in his 30s. He was taking like pictures of the sunset. He was driving back home and he was pulled over mm-hmm. because of reckless driving, he said. And this was
2: in Memphis. Memphis. Okay. So
0: he was pulled over by the Memphis Police Department Scorpion Division, whatever that meant. Scorpion mm-hmm. Division. It sounds crazy. But he was pulled over by them. Pretty much they pulled him out, start cursing at him, throw him on the ground, you know, beating them up. Mm. Uh they try to handcuff him and get him up. He starts running away.
2: Right.
0: one the cops, and mind you, they arrested five black cops. The so one person that, that hit him with a taser was white. We don't know who this person is yet. You see him get tased, so he goes back down, and then you see like you know video on the other side of the street of these dudes picking this dude up, like taking turns, just like going crazy on him, like just just wailing the dude, saying like you know like like what did I do? Like I'm sorry. Right. And these cops are just cursing at him, giving him different directions. He don't know what to do. He's the only one that's trying to like keep it civil. Right. He uh unfortunately he lost his life though. Wow. Uh the 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 police officer that assaulted him was five black okay. police officers uh they have been detained uh hopefully they get sentenced soon
1: who was his name again
0: his name was
1: tyree nichols oh, you know, rest in peace him, man yeah
0: so the 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 black cops have been detained hopefully they get life oh. i don't care if they if, if they're black that's wrong
1: yeah it's still wrong
0: you know what i'm saying it's crazy and they said that he was driving recklessly, but you can even see on a cop car that he wasn't. Like every evidence says that he would, that nothing was wrong. There is a rumor that he married one of the cops, like ex wives or something like that. I don't. I haven't mm. looked too deep in that, so I don't want to like promote that. Right. But they said that's one of the underlying reasons. But this brother no longer here no more, and it's over people that's supposed to protect and serve us. Mm. And it's crazy to me because I'm a person where. I live in my own bubble. I, I like being oblivious. I don't watch the news for some for certain reasons mm-hmm. because I don't need that negativity forced into me. Right. But I have people that bring it to my attention, and like I said, piece, You know, and uh, condolences to the family. I hope y'all get the justice. But I had like one of my old heads at my job, which is like he was like he thinks he thinks it's a it's a, it's a conspiracy. Mm. I said why? He said he feels like the police department wants to show that. It's not just white cops doing it. You know what I'm saying? that It's black yeah. cops doing it that, you know, it's not a racial thing.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a police thing. But I said, regardless of whether... I said, I, said, I, said, I, said, I said, well, I hope it's not like that to my old head. But I said, it's wrong regardless. And I'm tired of seeing it. Especially right. when it comes to our old people. Because yeah. I don't see white people get killed on camera every every other uh, month. I, see I don't see Asian.
2: Yeah. But I see
0: them report about us, though. Yeah. And to me, it just made me even scared to even, like, go out. Like, I'd be scared to even jog around my neighborhood with a hoodie on. Oh, yeah. Like, I had to literally text, like, my like my friends and my sisters, like, my location to be like, you know, I'm going out right mm-hmm.
1: now. I share my at location. Certain, at certain times. Permanently for the closest people in my life. So Friend to, groups, parents, my mom, my siblings. You know where I'm at every time.
0: So, I just wanted to make that make that known to everybody. If you didn't know, like, this happened on, uh this came out on Friday. Uh, I'm praying for the family. Mm-hmm. I hope, uh, Tyree, that you, you were know, like in a better place. place. I'm I, like, you didn't deserve any of that,
1: and it's just the world got to change, man. Why? Okay, that's the statement that I hate when they say, "All right, the cops doing this, and then it's gonna take ages for the." the We've seen this story over and over and over again. Like, when does it stop? Like, these men, you know, who knows? I don't know if the guy had children or whatnot, but they really taking the black man out of these households and leaving these children out here with no father and stuff like that. And And that bleeds
0: into our conversation before.
1: And then that's when, you know, now we all scared. Like, if you even see lights, like, I know myself personally, Like, if I see cop cars or lights and stuff like that, I tense up. Like, I got it to on my dash in my car. Like, I have contacts saved. I could just press my screen and it'll call somebody because you get nervous. Like, I got in one situation in college in Georgia, and I was with a roommate, uh, T-Champ. We was out there, leaving from a college party. And I was in a racist part of Georgia. I was in Rome, Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Nowhere near Atlanta. It's, like, deep down there, you know? and we walk in because we didn't have vehicles in college and we walk in back to the campus cops is you know shut down the party so we black we walk in swerve right in front of us stop where y'all boys going we just going back to the school you don't go to school you guys look old enough like you don't go to school like i feel like you all lying i'm like nah. we got a school here's our id like I don't believe you. Uh, step, Can you guys step over here? <laughs> so to the your front school of... ID is fake. Yeah. So can you step over here to the front of the vehicle so I can search you? Like, I'm in me at that point. I was a hothead. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was me from a young child. Like, I just didn't really didn't know how to express my feelings without it being coming across as I want to get physical and angry. And I'm sitting there like, yo, like, and I'm talking and my talking when I like, we're students here. Like we play football for this college. Like, We are really students here. Like, I could call my coach right now. Don't touch that phone. So that was before I was wise enough. At this time, I was like 17, 18. Um, Try to grab my phone to make a call and whatnot. Pulled that gun on me so fast. Slammed me on the hood. Put me in the cuffs. Dropped me and my boy off to the station. We was there for like 12 hours before we even got to give a call out to the coach or anything. Just had us in the holding cell for the longest.
0: And don't even apologize at the end.
1: No. They just uh, talking trash while you locked in that holding cell. If you would have just listened, boy, and all that stuff, like, I really wouldn't do that. And that's why when I see cops now, like, I get a little, like, PTSD where I, like, I turn the other way because it's just like, I, that was a moment where I was like, because I already lost my dad. So, like, if my mom get a call that something happened to me, like, I feel like that would finish her. So that was like a situation right there where it was like real life. And you nowhere near home. Like nowhere near. That's the worst part. Like home is far away. You are here by yourself and the people you meet. You know what I'm saying? who are outsiders also. So a scary moment, man. Like, and it's crazy because later on down the line, I went to go back to visit the school for like a homecoming and stuff like that seen the same officer, he said, like, "You look familiar." Nah, I'm not from here. I'm scared the shit out of me, bro. Like that, that, that right there was like something like, like me having a son. Like it's like, I really sit there and just pray to God that he don't have to go through none of that stuff because it's just like, even how, no matter if you're trying to be disrespectful or if you're being respectful, sometimes when it comes to us black men getting pulled over by cops. They hate that you look so up in stature or whatnot that they want to try to shrink you down the size in a sense.
0: My story is a little bit, it's not as bad as yours because I actually did something, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, I had, like, a run-in when I was, like, a, a kid with a cop that, like, really? they made me be like, you know, I don't I don't like cops or, like, even how I acted. Yeah. Uh, I was 13. I actually, like, did on bad. I, I shoplifted, you know. Mm-hmm. But I took, like a, like, like, a soda from, like, CVS or some shit like that. Right get taken downtown they pretty much try to give me the whole spill like you know like what, what would you do if your mom well if your mom knew you did this this and the third mm-hmm. and the whole time you know i'm just like just scared not talking mm-hmm. and so he's just saying like you know he's like like why, 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 why why'd you do it this down the third like just pretty much screaming at me i'm not responding he took me to the corner he was like I will break your fat ass. He, mm. he literally told me, "I'm 13 years old, mind you." He didn't say it like you <laughs> know. <Damn. laughs> he didn't say it like in those sitcom like cop boys. Mm-hmm. It was like no, like he was like he's said, he's said, I will break your fat ass. He was like your parents aren't here. Mm. He said, he said if you want like, to like be crazy, he was he like he said if you want to be a tough guy, yeah. you want to make your mom cry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He said we'll keep you here for that fucking soda. Mm. And like he was dead ass, you know what I'm saying. And mm. mind you, I had like PTSD because I was upset because I'm 13. This nigga put the like this is a black cop too. Mm-hmm. He put the cuffs on me like, like I had like little Bro, circulations. You know what I'm saying. So I'm just like, yo, if they treat a 13 year old, even though I was a, <clears throat> even though I was I was a big kid, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if you she a 13 year old black kid like this, imagine if I was 18 mm. or an adult. I don't even tell my parents about it because I was just like so like. So like taken back by it, I was just like, damn! Yeah. Like this dude, like literally is threatening a thirteen year old kid
2: <laughs> about crazy. taking him
0: down over uh, over a spray. <clears throat> That's like, crazy, man. But it's just like you know, I'm not gonna say all cops bad. I, I meant like you know, like a, like a few good cops, but it's just like mm-hmm. one bad egg. Yeah,
1: it spoiled a whole dozen.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so <clears throat> I got two more topics. Next one is AI. I'm scared of technology. We're done, know. guys. I'm just I telling y'all right now. We're what's finished. What's going on? <laughs> I was uh, listening to the Wall Street Trapper. On you got it. <laughs> 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 well, I listened to him on Monday, and he was pretty much telling, talking about this new AI software called Chep GBT. What's that? And pretty much it's a software where you can type in a word or a sentence, and it will write out a whole essay for you, like 10 to 20 pages, a poem anything you need, it will generate a whole story for you. Mm. And it's getting these colleges in the frenzy because it's like, plagiarism is becoming an issue and how can we really be sure that these kids did this work or not? Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm getting scared because even that whole app Lenza or whatever where they was trying to, uh, where people was like giving in 12 photos and they was doing all this, all these crazy portraits and things like that and they're going to use their likeness for different movies. you're done. For me, it's just like, With AI taking over all of these jobs and things that we do, what will we have to do in 20 or 30 years? Like, we don't need this much assistance. No. And to me, it's like every sci-fi movie going wrong. And, like, we don't take no Mm -hmm. signs from it. I don't know why why we think it won't happen. But all this technology and how fast it's being created is scary to me. Mm -hmm. I don't... I don't want to even deal with no AI. I don't want to
1: deal with anything AI. It's crazy. Like, we're we're being watched, even right now. You can say something out loud, and then you'll go on your internet, and it'll pop up on your internet. Like, I've seen it on numerous occasions. You'll say something out loud, and it pop on your Instagram feed now. It's like, we're being watched and listened more than ever right now. Like, even the people who did the picture thing, they told you what they're going to do. Like you're selling your likeness right now. So they can use it for other exactly. ads, platforms, all of that. Like your face will be on a on a on a Burger King commercial somewhere just because you did something like that. But well, they say they even get to the point where they can like you know how you do the two step identification
2: thing, and oh, stuff yes. like that. They're so it's be easy using to your face to take mm-hmm. all your information.
1: Yeah. So it's I don't do stuff like that, man. Like it's it's scary, like how you can even think like the day machines took over like these, like you got smart cars, you got smart watches, smartphones, like they really are trying to remove the human out of everything. They're about to have self-driving trucks. Like they're trying to take everybody out. They already got the waiters. You already could go to McDonald's in certain cities and it's nobody even working right here.
0: Is it? And that's, and that's what's so crazy <laughs> to me because I come from a hospitality industry and a service industry, mm-hmm. and it's crazy how these kids don't want to work no more. They'd rather have a stay-at-home job, I yep. guess, making these programs. Mm-hmm. But what, they, what people don't realize is it's going to be a certain day where you won't have a server. No, you won't have somebody to check out your your groceries, your, your bags. Mm-hmm. Like, and another thing is these jobs will be going away. So the people that, you know, who are older, our kids who are looking for right. uh, like, you know, a quick job to get them through high school. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be there no more. Mm-mm. It's going to be all computer generated. Mm-hmm. And literally, mm-hmm. I don't know what jobs will be left for the common man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So to me. I don't even want to indulge in any of this stuff. I don't want to promote it, indulge it. I guess me talking about it is kind of promoting it, mm-hmm. but to me, it's just scary. And I feel like we should be more weary of what we're, what we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. Cause to me, I like a little interaction. Mm-hmm. like you know even if even if i mind you i want the option not even that i want the option you know yeah. what i'm saying like mm-hmm. if i want if i if i need something i want to be able to talk to somebody hey do you know where the uh where the where the milk is at now this aisle? i don't want to have to like go to a screen and they tell me you it go, it, it's gonna give you the gonna give you a, uh, a like all mm-hmm. right put in gps put in your gps mm-hmm. <laughs> walk you straight to there yeah i don't know man it's just it's just getting scary to me i kind of miss the old days when we had the fat back computers and the oh, yeah. the tv with the big butts on them and things right. like that mm-hmm. i don't know it just too much man too much too fast and i can only uh, imagine what our kids will have why do you think this is happening all right it sounds like a conspiracy okay but i feel like COVID was the was the was the reason why this all happened i feel like the pandemic mm-hmm happened because they wanted to get things in place because they knew this new generation doesn't want to do physical labor Mm -hmm. so there's one thing yeah you have a generation who don't want to do physical labor because they seen their parents slave Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for nickels and dimes to barely make it Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and then and then on the other side you're 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 saving money because you don't have to worry about about them. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't have to worry about whether this person called out sick. I remember like I've been in management my whole life for ten years.
2: Hmm.
0: I hate how good of an employee I was. Hmm. Like you know, like I was a person that never called out, never used the sick days, really didn't take PTO. I was the one that was always there, and I feel like they be the ones that that get burnt <clears throat> out the most because they put the most on you, right? But then there's the people that you know. Who take all time off, always late, calling all the time, and you'll be like, "Yo, how can one person run this ship?" Mm. And so when that happened, that one good person get burnt down, they'd be like, "Screw it and leave." Mm-hmm. And then there's no good workers left. Like yeah. I really felt like you know around like 2019, 2020, where I was managing, I feel like all the the kids who were like 23 and below didn't have no work work ethic. They had no mm-hmm. drive. I will be. I, I used to be a steakhouse manager. I would be talking to like different adults. And they'd be like, "Yo, these millennials don't want to work." I'm like, "It's not even millennials. It's like Gen Z and shit." Like, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, of course there's some millennials, but I'm like, I'm a millennial,
1: Right.
0: and I'm out here managing, helping make drinks, busting these tables. Then I'm mm-hmm. working my ass off. Yeah. But you might ask somebody else to do something like, "Hey, you get that 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 hero those uh those uh silverware get attitude mm. and nothing to do. All right, you go home then? You know what I'm saying, like." It, I, I can't blame it all on technology, but it's just like, you know, people got lazy. Right. And it's also more cost effective to have machines do it. Mm. A little more, 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 less risk of, of error. Only thing I get scared of is when they have those damn uh, police robots and dogs and shit like that. Oh, yeah. It's just like, I don't like it. it <clears throat> somebody get hack That the only thing, my whole thing is somebody could hacked that system and if the, the whole thing go haywire, then who fault is it? Mm hmm. I don't know. I feel like they they're trying to put more machines out there also, so they they can stop, so so they can pretty much get the blame off them work and be like, oh, it wasn't humans. We it was an error. You know, it was just tech tech issues. Like, no, like this is things we should be wary of. I've seen enough Black Mirror to know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the last uh, topic, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. So I want to say, you know. I want to shout out to all the Eagles fans out there, all the listeners in Philadelphia. Two one five. I do love you guys. Mm-hmm. We did an amazing game last night. All right, you don't need to be hating now. The amazing game last night took out the Niners, beat them thirty-one to seven. And next week we play the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Kansas City Chiefs won last night. They beat they beat Joe Burrow's in um twenty-three to twenty. So me, asking an ex athlete, a person who who watches football. Who you think going to win and why? Could you answer first? I'm going to say the Eagles are going to win. What score? I hate I hate playing that, but I will say – I will. I, this is what I will answer. I feel the Eagles will win. This is why I feel like they will win because I feel like we have less injured people than they do. I feel like Mahomes is still not 100%. I would have rather – that's what I said. I would have rather have played him than Burroughs because I was like, I know he's at 100%. Mm. And right now our defense is at his best as ever been. Mm-hmm. And I think that will be the dynamic between the two. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So as long as our defense show up and put pressure on Mahomes and Kelsey and shit like that, I feel like we have a pretty good chance of winning. But if it gets to the point where it's like our defense isn't showing up or our people are going down, yeah. it's going to be iffy. Because my thing is I know Mahomes, he, he, he's a playmaker. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. he, he He's worth that that half a bill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he 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 can extend plays, and so can Kelsey. But I don't know. It's just, I was nervous when uh, Jalen Hurst was like out for that one week and came back saying he was not 100. But honestly, how he been playing and his poise, I just feel good about it, man. Like I I, I don't know. I like people who are underdogs because I remember that game he was benching in Alabama. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. when they benched him and was like, "Oh, we we don't we don't really but." Not they didn't really believe him, but that's that what the commentators made it seem like that was a championship game. Exactly, like, mm-hmm. like when he needed him to, the most. Mm-hmm. But I'm confident. I'm Eagles. I'm not the type of person. That they're gonna be like it's a guaranteed win because I I hate jinxing it. I had, I had Caddy tell me yesterday. He's like he said he said he said I'm a sometimes fan. I was like, what you mean? I said, oh, you
1: only there when they good.
0: That's what he said. I was like, what are you talking about? I said, you in New Jersey mm-hmm. and you're a Titan fan. And That's the one thing I hate.
1: Oh shit.
0: If you are <laughs> if you are not our team rival, why do you hate us? Like I don't talk. My thing is if you're not a Cowboys fan, mm-hmm. a Giants fan, mm-hmm. a Patriots fan, mm-hmm. or even a Steelers fan, mm-hmm. you should have no ill will against us. Only reason you don't like us is because your friends are gloating in front of your faces. Mm-hmm. And for Caddy, I live in Texas. Right. I had to talk about shit in front of Texas. I'm not gonna be on Facebook talking to New Jersey kids, not kids, talking to them, the New Jersey people yeah. about my Eagles. Huh?
1: You gunshots?
0: I ain't got no gunshots. <laughs> I ain't got no gunshots. I, I got to get the gunshots. <laughs> but you know, like, I'm not going to be online arguing because this is another thing about people on social media. I have a job. Like, this is another thing. Like, there's some people who want me to go back and forth with them. Or they feel like when I stop responding, that they won. It's not that. Right, I have a right. job. I don't know what you do all the day, but I'm not on my phone all day. But when I'm here, in front of my homeboys, Lewis, shout out to you, Cowboy fan. I said, oh, you know all my friends out here? Oh, they hear me. <laughs> so I, I, that whole sometimes, man, I feel like people just want to make their own narrative to make themselves feel good. Mm-hmm. But if you are not one of our rivals, get off our ducks, please. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need that. So go back to you. <laughs> Who
1: do you think is going to okay. win and Why? I'm not gonna lie to you. I love both quarterbacks in it. I love Jalen Hurts, but I feel like my homeboy has something to prove. So, what did he have to prove if he already won a Super Bowl?
0: That's what I want to know. Like he already won. He lost. But that's the thing about quarterback. Like, like I feel like you already won one because
1: they already try to overlook him with Joe Burrow. And then in the beginning of the season, they was because Joe Burrow beat him three times, so they're trying to beat him, overlook him with Joe Burrow. In the beginning of the season, they were saying he was washed up because Josh Allen beat him. Last Super Bowl, he was in. He got beat by forty at that time, forty three year old Tom Brady, and he did horrible in that last Super Bowl. It was like thirty one to nine. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's going in there with something to prove. I feel like him and Kelsey have something to prove because Tyreek left. And they're still getting to the Super Bowl the season after he left.
0: Pausing that real quick. Mm-hmm. I will say, you know, I feel bad for Kittle yesterday for the
1: 49ers. I love Kittle.
0: That man was open. He was he was dogging our, our DBs. He was mm-hmm. open the whole game, but
1: couldn't just couldn't get nobody the get ball. ball. Couldn't get him the ball.
0: So, Kittle, I, I yeah, you did your thing last night. I give, I give respect where respect is due. But no, what you said is true with the whole uh, Kelsey and Mahomes thing. But for me, it's and like And I w- feel like
1: another thing is a big story that's missing. Y'all fired Andy Reid. Oh, yeah. Y'all fired <laughs> Andy Reid, and he gets to come back mm. to play y'all. Mm. This is personal. Mm. This is really personal. Y'all fired that man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And But he, he went to greater pastures, though. And he got a Super Bowl, and then y'all got one, too. But he still has that. Y'all let me go. Like, I almost didn't have a job. Y'all fired that man. He was he didn't want to leave Philadelphia. But
0: he he got fired and went to the best scenario ever.
1: At that time. Well, he got grown into that scenario. The cheese wasn't that when he got there. Okay.
2: Yeah,
1: it wasn't that when he got there. You know what I'm saying?
0: But that's one thing I will say. You know, I do feel like we did Andy Reid wrong. I was talking to one of my coworkers the other day. Mm-hmm. The reason I like Jalen Hurts is because he he lasted the fire with the Eagles fans. Yeah, you owe apology. Mm, what Yasin, you say? Oh yeah, you know, like, like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. with the whole Wentz and, with the when Wentz was going away to the, the Colts and things like that.
1: Yeah,
0: he was saying like, oh, we made a mistake. Oh, Hurts is like it's not proven. Like mm. we should have traded Hurts to kept Wentz. I'm like, you want to keep the person who's emotionally unstable, mm. and that's one thing about. Philadelphia, you can't be emotionally unstable and be the quarterback there. Like you it's gotta one of the have toughest
1: uh, media markets in the world. Exactly, you bad gotta have City.
0: you gotta have some type of poise mm-hmm. and some type of like grit to you. Yeah. And Winston didn't have that. Like I'm not saying he was a bad quarterback, mm-hmm. but he didn't have it. Right. And then y- y'all seen him was saying oh, I'm about to be a Colts fan and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then when you know we came back this year, right started doing good. Oh, I- I'm not a believer. It took him to like until he was like 11 and one. To where he be like, I was, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer in Jalen Hurts now, and mm-hmm. I've always been a believer in him. Can you know why? I, I feel like, you always can know when somebody has that it like with Wentz. I never felt that. No, I never did. I feel like he was good, yeah, but I never felt like he was the person that was gonna take it to the Super Bowl. I felt like he was like the person that would take it to his, like, the playoffs maybe. Like like he took out the first uh, the the the, the first uh, appearance, mm-hmm. but like he wasn't like like even like Nick like Nick Foles like. When he was like in during that game, I felt a certain way about him when he played Tom Brady for that Super Bowl. I was like, "Oh, he, right? He he got something in the system right now." Mm-hmm. And with Jalen Hurts, he I can just tell he has a chip on his shoulder that he doesn't he doesn't express. You know what I'm saying? And those would be mm-hmm. the most delious ones, like the people who be all flamboyant and talking and stuff like yeah. that. Those be the ones you'd be like, all right, "I'm gonna look out for him," but Jalen Hurts. For some reason, I feel like we haven't even seen the best of him. You know what I mean? So. No,
1: because he's still not that great at passing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's horrible because he missed A.J. Brown like six times yesterday.
0: He broke and the uh, QB rushing uh, record yesterday for touchdowns.
1: No, I'm talking about passing. I know. I was just saying. Like, oh, yeah. They're, they're, bro, they're, they're obviously, he's going to do that. He's great at that. But he's going to have to pass that ball versus Kansas City. I, I mean. Because that front seven is nice. Mahomes, Mahomes got to throw that ball too. And he ain't got a problem doing that.
0: Uh, like I said, that game ain't. That and game y'all don't too crazy. have.
1: I'm gonna tell you where the matchup is gonna be. Y'all don't have nobody, and I say nobody. I don't care about. But he's on the outside, so I don't care about him. Y'all have nobody that can guard Kelsey. Now, soul, none of y'all linebackers cannot guard him. He's gonna make them look crazy. So that's why I say the Chiefs gonna beat you And I say the score will be – it's going to be a good one. It's going to be 35 – I say 35 to 32. Chiefs would be Joe. 35-32. MVP would be my homeboy or Kelsey.
0: I'm not even going to speak on it because I really am big on like – on on words, you know what I'm saying. I don't want to jinx my boys. Nah, so. speak him, speak on him.
1: You know, uh, no, no, Tell I'm, him what you were saying pre pot about how it was going to be. Say what you said again. What I say? What R- t- remind t- tell me? Him. Tell him. No, remind was, me. I'm re- talking a lot of shit to guys. Don't let them lie, bro.
0: Stop, stop it. <laughs> no, no. What what I was saying was, I think we was going to win. That's it. I don't. I don't have a prediction of us, like, going in there and going all crazy. I feel like it's going to be a good game. I feel but like Mahoney really...
1: will be way better today. Well, in two weeks than now. I feel like he have a lot more time to heal.
0: Yeah, imagine Jalen like hurts, yo. Imagine you know this dude over there has already been proven in the Super
1: Bowl. Yeah. And, and, like you said, has a chip on the shoulder as well. Yep. To me – Because being that he got hurt, he's going to lose that MVP now.
0: Yeah. To me, I don't – to me, just watching them yesterday, I feel like they just don't have all their pieces. I feel like the Eagles defense as a whole will do enough, especially our front line, giving pressure on to Mahomes. Like Mahomes going to have to be running the whole damn game to get it to Kelsey.
1: Yeah, but. How good is KC O-line? Mm, depends on what side. They're, not, they're, they're better than they were last year, but y'all O-line will be better. Y'all probably got the best O-line that was left in the playoffs
0: it's it's gonna be interesting, but we we beat the number one defense. That's why I'm I'm confident in it. I'm
1: excited to see Kelsey versus Chris Jones, though. Oh yeah? Y'all Kelsey versus uh that nose tackle. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be pretty decent. I you
0: know what? Jason K Kelsey's a cool, a cool dude, man.
1: He is. I would definitely like to have a conversation with him. He's really I think just both of them in general, him and his brother. So they're just some cool people.
0: Can you imagine the mom? So the mom, like she had a jersey made for both of them. It, it'd be fun that she would have had as one Like, nah, I'm rocking with it. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm rocking with this. But that has to be the goal for like any mom just to be proud to see their kids
1: mm-hmm.
0: at the highest level.
1: Yeah. Your All son right. versus your other son in the Super Bowl? Like, how could you react to more? That's that's amazing.
0: All right. So last question of the day. Would you marry Mike Tyson's daughter for 10 mil? Marry? Mary, he said he is willing to pay anybody <clears throat> ten mil to take his girl, his daughter off the market. Mind you, this is fake news. It's just a post I seen, but I thought it was interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. How long are we going to be married for?
0: <laughs> so you you're not gonna be <laughs> too to the death question, part. <laughs> How long are we
1: gotta be married for? To
0: death, do you part?
1: I need a couple more zeros behind that, Mike. Come on, man. Wish he has a good personality, know how to cook. I got to wake up to that every day. <laughs> not that, Mike, no disrespect, big homie, you you already know the deal. But, nah, that's just not my speed. You know what I'm saying? 10 mil, I probably will just get ghosts and just go missing. Oh,
0: my God. And then did? Mike Tyson going to be in your ass.
1: He going to have to catch me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't want to mess with Mike Tyson, man. I wouldn't do it either. But nah, I thought he, still it was it, uh, he still got it. He still got it. I thought it was interesting, but man, seeing how it was, well, some of my, my homeboys mess with, they might, they might do it.
1: That is true. Maybe no real ass
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. show.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: all, it's all on me. Oh, but, man. But, you know, it's about to be two hours. I ain't want to keep you here for too long. Then
1: we have been piling for two hours? Yeah, we have been piling for two hours, oh,
0: man. man. Hey. How do you enjoy
1: it? Man, listen, man. I love the setup, bro. Like, I never been on a live podcast, so I enjoyed it, man. Definitely some Real-ass conversation, you know, like, you're doing your thing, bro. You want to get back on it again? Oh, yeah. You know, have a woman uh, in here. We could do a little, you know what I'm saying, you know?
0: I get a girl on here, and a lot of my homegirls stop being scared of the camera. I'm tired. Oh, they don't of that. like the camera. They like, give me like two weeks to get ready. I'm like, yo, two weeks ain't gonna change it, yo.
1: <laughs> like, get on <laughs> <the> damn camera. <laughs> and
0: I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying like a lot of my homegirls be beautiful and they. You be, need the
1: gunshots. <laughs> no, <laughs> you make it worse than what it is.
0: No, I said a lot of my girls are already like are already beautiful and they be and like. What well, pisses me off is when they be like, I can't get on camera, and then mm-hmm. that day they post a picture. On Instagram, you are shooting because I'm. I, I get tired <laughs> of this. Like, no, like, I wish I had some gunshots right now. Let, let's talk about it. There are so many people who I want to get on. And what they get sound me.
1: effects you got in there so I can play around? What you got up in here? <laughs> <laughs> you got here? Go ahead. You finish talking. You talk to him. I'll finish it. No,
0: nah, it, it's just, it's, just so, it's so many, so many people who say they want to get on or to actually get on y'all give me bullshit reasons why you can't get on like mm. if it's about cosmetics and all of that this is not the show for that mm. this is a show to get your thoughts off and honestly I don't hang up on no ugly people hmm. you know what I mean like my, my my all my family and friends look good to me to me Talk to, them. to me so all I need is you guys to support right you know what I'm saying so just get on the show. Stop being scared. Keep
1: my
2: wife's name <laughs> out your fucking
0: mouth. <laughs> it is. But I just want to say thank um, you for coming on to the show, bro.
1: As a, no problem, bro. You already know, man. I oh, want yeah. you to
0: pretty much drop your social media and promote yourself.
1: Oh, definitely. Um,.
0: What websites is, you gonna, is you gonna show on the screen? I ain't got a website. I'm a, yet. No, coming. no, I'm a no, everything <clears throat> will be on the screen, so
1: yeah. Oh, uh, my Instagram is at dirty30dirty302 underscores at the end of that. The business, uh, if you want some merch, uh, and he got it right here. If you want some of the merch from the Cactus Fit uh, World Changers, that's the brand uh, we pushing the lifestyle tees right now at cactusfit c-a-c-t-u-s-f-i-t-t you know be looking out for more reels more content travel vlogs uh more collaborative uh videos and content coming soon i'll be moving to texas i'm here now so i'm not too far so you looking to what
0: part of texas you in
1: Uh, i'm in frisco okay yeah i'm in frisco texas you know not that far out but if you looking to get any content, in, and I'm not just stuck to fitness, like I'm trying to do a lot more, you know, like doing more live videos and stuff like that. If you want to come and join, like I'm open to it, you know, so just let me know. But once again, it's Cactus Fit, it's the world changers, you know. Uh, if you, you know, what's my Zam saying, you know, what's my shit? Uh, Cactus Fit, uh, consistent actions cost you undeniable success for individuals that try. You know what I'm saying? If you cheat yourself, remember it's yourself cheating.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate everybody for watching. I hope you guys enjoy this new layout I have here. I'm going to keep getting better with the content. I'm exactly. excited for this video because I have so many editing things I'm going to add to it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be real cool. So if you do have anything yep, yep. you want to promote, send it to me so I can make sure I, I put it on here for you. Most
1: definitely. I got you.
0: This is an easy You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't easy. Mm -hmm. I do it because I really love it. And I hope it comes to this screen. I really want people to know that I put a lot of time and effort into this podcast because I care. And I want to make sure I get these good conversations out because I have a lot of good conversations. And I'm trying to get myself out there more into network. So, Mm -hmm. as I said earlier, if you are into content creating, if you are a content creator, let's work together. Like, I got a lot to offer. I know you got a lot to offer to me, so I really want to work with you guys. Uh, just remember to follow me on all my social media platforms. Please, please like, subscribe, comment, share, all of that. I'm going to have it all posted here. Like doing that in two or three seconds means the world to me. I need that exposure so I can get this good content out to other people in this world. Uh, my Patreon is patreon.com mm-hmm. slash RAC podcast. Mm-hmm. If you did want to become a patron, it costs as little as $3 to get exclusive content. And I will be giving out way more content. If you just want to do it the Cash App way, it's Cash App, Trayvon Mabel. Please help me grow this podcast. I want to add more things to it. I want to add more headphones, better microphones, more lights. Mm-hmm. It takes a village. <laughs> I and I, I need I need you guys you know what I'm saying I, I really do this is going to be like my last podcast and me really begging you guys like this mm-hmm. but if you did make it this far just know I appreciate you and I want you to always be real especially with yourself mm-hmm. it's your boy Trader Realist peace <laughs>